Hi, it's Mia, and I'm just dropping into your feed with an update on a situation that many of you have been asking us about. You will have seen and heard the truly shocking coverage of the children being kept in cages in America at the border. And we know that more than 3,300 children as young as three months old, babies and toddlers, have been forcibly separated from desperate, vulnerable parents, with some of these little kids being sent across the other side of the country. Many of you have asked us what's happening with these kids. They were taken from their parents at the border as a result of Trump's brutal immigration policy that has criminalised asylum seekers and separated families. So despite Trump making an announcement that he would end the brutal policy that he put in place after a massive international backlash, and then a judge ruling that all the children must be reunited with their parents within 30 days... The reality of this crisis is that that is just not happening. And it's being reported that some of these children may never see their parents again. And just because the media has moved on, it would be such a mistake to think that everything is fixed. To get the truth about what's going on and to find out how we can help to get these traumatised families back together, I reached out to friend of the podcast, Glennon Doyle, who has long been an activist and an advocate for women and children and some of the most vulnerable people in society like these families. And her charity Together Rising has been one of the most vocal and active during the past few weeks of this crisis as this horrific story has been unfolding. So I called up Glennon on Skype for an update. Hello. Hello. Hey, friend. How are you? Can you see me? I can't see you and it's a tragedy. It's not the end of the world. I mean, it is the end of the world if I can't see you, but we can still record. No, no, no. I can figure this out. I can Can you see it. me? Oh, there you are. Yeah. Hey, I know we've only got 15 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to call you to check in because Australia is very concerned. We're heartbroken. And by watching the news, you could mistakenly believe that everything's fixed now, that the babies are back with their parents, no more cages, Everything's fine. And I have a feeling that's not actually the case. And I wanted to ask you what's really going on. No, it's not the case at all. I actually didn't even know they were being bold enough to report that because that is so far from the truth. No, we have a mess on our hands. I'll try to make it very, very brief. But what happened was the oversimplified version is that the administration that we have in office right now made up a policy called zero tolerance, which meant that they were allowed to charge anyone crossing the border, even those seeking asylum legally with a crime for the first time, which is actually illegal because it's not a crime to um, seek amnesty. So what they decided they could do is then, of course, separate the families. Fast forward, um, we had the executive order where the administration said, we'll change it back now. We won't separate. We'll, we'll keep zero tolerance, but we won't separate the children from their families. But, you know, our last um, reports from the ground are that there's only about 600 families that are reunified now. And we know now that there's well over the 3,300 that have been separated, the babies. So, no, 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 there's no real plan. There was never a plan to reunify them. Yeah, I was thinking, my sister and I were talking recently about, I had just ordered a dress on Amazon. And I could track the dress. Like, I could see where the dress was, the $39 dress, where it was on the road with these Mm. children. Nobody, the the government had no, and so this is just negligence to the extreme, right? 
So what we've been doing is just working so hard. What we do at Together Rising is we just really believe in finding the organizations who are already doing the good work. We're not reinventing any wheel here. We're mm. helping helpers in every scenario. So we found, I mean, now we're probably working with 20, 25 amazing organizations that have been serving unaccompanied kids for decades. Because, of course, there have always been unaccompanied children here. Mm. They've crossed the border by themselves. Their parents have said, go try to get a better life. We just haven't, as a government, had a policy of creating unaccompanied minors. And also babies and toddlers didn't tend to cross the border unaccompanied on their own. So is it true that toddlers and babies have been separated from parents? And how does that even practically work? Yeah, so... Listen, I don't get my news from the news anymore, just so you know. I don't trust, I I don't listen to any news. When I need to know real information that I'm going to then vouch for to my people, Mm. I'm on the phone with organizations that are on the ground. I want to know what people are actually seeing with their own eyes. So what we know from what's been repeated to us over and over again by organizations that are on the ground is not only are babies and toddlers alone, um, but babies and toddlers are being forced to show up in court and present their own case and defend themselves. So I was speaking to my friend at the, the my new friend because of this work together, the Florence Project in Arizona, and she's seen three-month-old kids. She's seen four-year-old kids come and stand. Well, I don't know what the baby did. I guess it was in a stroller. They're supposed to represent themselves. I was cool. talking to uh, because it, by our law, people who are are charged with this crime, they don't get issued a public defender. So what's happening is that my, our friends at Raices, which is another one of the major organizations who's been on the ground forever, they literally go in to these detainment centers and they hold like toddler lawyer know your rights sessions. Oh yeah. my God. They show them pictures and they say, this is what a lawyer looks like to two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds. I know this sounds like insanity, but it is actually what's happening here. So then the babies, the little ones, somebody brings them into a court and they stand in front of the judge. These are kids who have been traumatized their entire life, which is why they're running, right? These people are fleeing from unbelievable circumstances in their countries. They cross over, they get to the border, they're ripped from their families um, without explanation. And, And actually reports we're seeing over and over again with cruelty right? There's extra cruelty they're using. What We just read a story the other day where one of the ICE agents took the baby and then looked at the mom and said, happy Mother's Day. <gasps> oh so my there's just God. extra cruelty going on, right? One of the things that's so terrible is that the mothers, of course, they're separated from their babies. They don't know where the babies are. They don't tell them. And so then this is the newest tragedy because we know over time, there are enough boots on the ground that somehow we will get these babies back together. I know our organization, this is like the mountain we're willing to die on, right? We're just, Mm. if the world moves on from it, we're not going to move on. But what's happening now is that since the babies, the mothers, babies are taken from them, the mothers are so desperate to find their babies that the the government's telling them, if you sign these deportation papers, we'll give you your baby back. Oh my God. So the mothers will do anything to get their babies back as all of us would. So they sign these deportation papers. They are getting sent back to Guatemala, to Honduras. Now getting these children back to their already deported mothers where there's no system in place to identify them is just, so now 
you know, every week what Together Rising is doing is just like scrambling to figure out the latest fire. Mm. So now the latest fire is stopping the deportations. Yeah. Um, so that at least we have everybody here to get the families back to each other. But I mean, as you know, like every taking babies away from their parents, it's um, abuse. It's yeah. it creates in, in the families um, trauma that's equivalent to um, any great trauma. You know, this is like proven child abuse, proven creation of trauma that's being sanctioned by our government. So we're busy. And what we've been doing is, you know, what we hear from over and over again, although the needs do change each week, it seems. And thank you for caring, by the way. I mean, it is so when my sister told me you wanted to talk about this, it's so heartening that people outside of our country care enough learn about this. I mean, people are weeping. People are just so distressed. We don't have a very proud history of how we we treat asylum seekers. And we have a similar situation where um, at least families are kept together and there are no children in detention anymore, but they are sent off to somewhere where the media can't see them and can't cover them. Mm -hmm. And I think similar to what's going on in, in America, if there's no pictures and there's no audio, it wasn't until those pictures and those audio were smuggled out that everyone stood up to attention. But because no one's interviewing the toddlers and the desperate mothers, everyone mm-hmm. thinks it's just fixed now. Yeah, and it's not. What I will tell you is that, thank God there was something. Like there was something that happened, you know, that was a non-negotiable for enough people. I mean, I, our administration underestimated I think they they thought we wouldn't care, mm. um, clearly. But I, I at least enough people rose up this time to get that executive order passed down. And now what we do is we just get in the weeds. And, you know, what the, these people need, what we're told over and over again, is that they need lawyers. Because mm. since the babies, the little ones and their parents are not um, represented, we don't we don't give them a public defender. You know, our government has their lawyer. <laughs> is represented at the at the um, hearing and they come in just completely no these little ones just sit there I've seen pictures of of two and three-year-olds in court with headphones presumably with a translator in their ear explaining to them in the language that they speak what's going on it's just I can't imagine a situation more terrifying or, or more unjust so you have an expression Glennon that is just crushes me every time and also inspires me every time there's no such thing as other people's children what does that mean to you and how is that informing how together rising is working on this well it just means to me i mean it it continues to baffle me this idea that some people in our country and maybe in every country have that just the fact that that we were lucky enough to be born at a certain time on the right side of some kind of imaginary line makes us more worthy of peace for our children and food for our children and safety for our children. To me, it is just sheer, utter luck. And, you know, yesterday we had our 4th of July, right? We're Mm. celebrating freedom. And I just kept thinking, I can't believe that we're celebrating freedom. This country, we're celebrating freedom at a time we're locking babies up in cages. I think one of the reasons what we think of is freedom is to be celebrated, but freedom is not a gift that you keep, right? Freedom is a baton that you pass. The only use, Mm. the only worthy use of freedom is to use it to fight for those who aren't free yet. And so I don't know. I just, you know, the idea there's no such thing as other people's children is just I want to fight for these kids and these moms as I would hope my sisters across the country would do for me Mm. if I were rendered powerless. 
the way that people demonize and dehumanize immigrants, I can't fathom it because I look at them and I think they're the brave ones. If I were in a country where my child didn't have a prayer, I hope I would be brave enough to do whatever it took to get my baby to safety. And, you know, all the people who are saying, well, they just, it's illegal. It's illegal. Well, you know, the people who hid Anne Frank were breaking the law. And the people who killed Anne Frank were following the law. Mm. So we do not need to pretend that the law has always been the highest order of the morality for our world. Like our, every country is a history of redoing laws so we can get closer and closer and closer, best case scenario, to freedom and justice for all, right? Mm. So, you know, I tell my kids, we just, it's like, it's like there's a ballpark, right? And we were born on third base. Okay, so we're not going to go walking around like we hit a triple all day. Okay, we were born here. (laughs) And there's people outside of the ballpark who are starving to death. And, you know, we're all complaining that they're like not protesting right or whatever. Mm. So, you know, our job is just to try to make room, just make room, just make room. We want to help. I don't want to keep you any longer because I know how much work you have to do and how how tirelessly you're fighting for this cause along with Abby and and everyone at Together Rising. What can we do in Australia? I know that that RACIS, is that how you pronounce it? Um, Yeah. Is a fantastic organisation, but how can we actually support you to support these, these families getting back together? Two things. First of all, donations, 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 donations. I mean, We've fielded seven trillion questions over the last few months about this. And, you know, people always say, what else besides money? And I'll, and I'll tell you that in a second. But also just money. Like yeah. redistributing money is a very powerful way to um, help oppressed people, right? And if we are privileged enough to have money and we actually care, we can use our heartbreak and our anger and give funds that will help these helpers. You know, I think since we started this about four weeks ago, we've raised $4 million dollars. And the average donation is has been $41. So this is a grassroots effort. It's just people who care all over the world. And what we do each week is we go to our partners and we say, this week, what do we need? Okay, so we've hired lawyers for the border. We've hired lawyers to go into these places with these little ones and represent them. We've hired advocates. We've hired social workers. Every organization needs something different. And in this kind of climate in America right now, every organization needs something different every week. Mm-hmm. And they also need organizations who can get them funds right away. I mean, we've been, we've talked to our organizations. They wait for people. People are interested in, in helping them. And then they have to wait six months, right, to get all the red tape. And so Together Rising moves fast. What you can do is you can give to Together Rising. Mm-hmm. I volunteer for everything for Together Rising. So not every single penny that is given to us, that would be given to us from your readers, I'm sorry, your listeners, goes straight to these organizations on the ground. We find ways to pay our administration costs differently. So that's something that's different about our nonprofit. Every penny will go to serve these families and reunify them. And then at our website, we did put together a fully comprehensive list, which I think there still will be opportunities for your readers, even though you're far away. I'm sorry, your listeners. I'm so used to. Oh, no, we have readers and listeners and watchers. It's It's all of the things. Um, That that are ideas that, that people can do that don't have to do with money. So that too, but mostly give, give money, give, give. and think that any small donation, I mean, this $4 million we've raised with just $40 donations. So don't think that your small donation won't make a difference because that's all that ever has for us. 
Thank you so much, Glennon. You're doing the warrior's work as you always do. And we are just so supportive. I know we feel like it might feel like we're far away, but we are with you every step of the way. And you have no idea how affected so many people in Australia have been by this, how much we are feeling it for you. And this is a human tragedy. It's not something about America. It's not even just something about Trump. It is a human tragedy, what has been allowed to happen and what is continuing to happen. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you. So you heard what Glennon said. Thoughts and prayers are great, but money is better. Even $20, even $5. Mamma Mia will be making a donation to Together Rising and I would encourage everyone to donate something, anything. Go to togetherrising.org and also to stay updated, follow Glennon Doyle on Instagram and Facebook. And we have put links to all of those things in the show notes. If you want to hear more about the incredible Glennon Doyle and what she does, I did interview her on No Filter. It's one of the most popular interviews we've done in a long time. So you can find a link to that in the show notes on this podcast or search the No Filter feed for Glennon Doyle.